Welcome to the Long Lost Brothers Podcast. My name is Brett Scott. And I'm Jesse Cole. And we are the Long Lost Brothers. Jesse, it's take two of our very first episode. How you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, technical difficulties yesterday, but uh, it's okay. We're going to bounce back and just crack it out the park. Yeah, we will. Because I'm outside of a baseball park right now. I, yeah, I'm excited, and um, you know, I have a a lot of clear thoughts that I want to talk about today. So, so that's good. Yeah, we recorded an hour long podcast yesterday, and then when I listened to the playback, my end, the audio was absolutely horrendous. So, like, dude, we better just re-record this thing tomorrow morning. So here we are, take two. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, what what was it we were going to talk about today? I I think we're going to talk about running because that's what me and you are primarily focused on right now. Um, let's give a little backstory to our uh, relationship. Uh, me and Brett have been friends for the better part of the last decade, but solely on the internet. We started in some bodybuilding Facebook group in, I want to say, 2013. Uh, Yep, Yep. late 12, early early 2013, something like that. Since then, you know, we uh, shared a lot of podcasts. He's mailed me books. Uh, Brett's been way more active as far as entrepreneurship. And, you know, he got, uh, what was that, Viter? Is that what it was called? Yeah, I was sponsored for a short period of time by a company called Viter, which they made like energy mints. Yeah, dude, I remember uh, one time before a workout, I ate like a whole thing of those. Yeah, you dangerous. Sending it to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, let's let's take these bad boys for a spin. Uh, yeah, that was the weirdest, mintiest, uh, most cotton mouthiest ever workout in my life. Those were intense, dude. Cheers. So running, we're going to talk marathons today because you are currently training for a marathon and I just recently ran a marathon. Now, there's no official marathon going right now because of the coronavirus, but I ran mine just by myself. I just ran the 26.2 miles and um, we kind of have different uh, ways we're going about it. I didn't I did not do the smartest route. I did not train how you're supposed to train for a marathon, which is to kind of build up to where you're running like, you know, 18 to 22 miles or something like that. And then, then do the 26 miles. But my crazy ass, uh, the most I'd ever run was 14. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to run a whole marathon next month. And and that's what I did. So what are you doing for your marathon? Well, I basically just, uh, Okay, so I'm the same way as you. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to squat. I'm going to squat 405 fucking three weeks after I'm going to fucking start lifting. I'm just going to push hard and do the most every time. So uh, being a little more seasoned now in my approach, because I have previously tried to be a distance runner. And, um, I've, you know, I've done some pretty long runs, but never a marathon. Uh, but now I just, I printed off a, a progressive overload training block that's four months of consistent running um i've adhered to that except for 
I missed one three miler on my wife's birthday because I took her out and we did uh, some awesome, uh, you know, boyfriend girlfriend adventure. And um, we went to the Devil's Punch Bowl in uh, Oregon. If you Google that, you'll be like, oh, I see why you went. But um, and then another time when I was taking my uh, my dear friend to get surgery in the state capital. Uh, I ran eight miles because I wasn't going to sit in this fucking car for a surgery because you can't go into uh, anywhere because of COVID, you know? So I was like, fuck it. Let's just run around the fuck Capitol Lake and then get that money. Uh, so so uh, you're doing it the right way. Yes. Uh, I, did, I did not. Um, but, you know, my, my approach was kind of, I just wanted to do something extremely difficult. Something right. that, I almost wasn't sure I could finish. And that was the whole point. It was kind of like a mind, a mind strengthening thing more than, uh, you know, completing the marathon at a certain amount of time or anything. I just wanted to do something I had never done before. And that that was what I set out to do. It was mental toughness game. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, I got things I want to do on my bucket list. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is one of them. So I'm, but I, I want to do it. I want to run it sub five hours, which it should be like a thing for fucking sure. Like, um, I just finished running eight miles and I'm averaging 10 minutes a mile. Right. Uh, that's great. That's great. And I set up like dog shit and I'm dehydrating every other fucking excuse you can make up to run slow. But, um, you know, but, but the, it was cool because I have not been able to get myself up in the mornings lately to, you know, ideally I'll get up, run, then go to work. But I just, you know, I've got my circadian rhythm fucked up. So it's just like 7.30 comes, I get up and I go to work. And then I run after work, which detracts from my family time, which is, uh, you know, not something I'm trying to make a habit of because yeah. training is important. But, you know, this is a hobby. It's not a profession. Um, I take it very serious, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not Usain Bolt. I'm not winning shit for running other than, other than, you know, attaching that discipline to my daily life. And, uh, you know, the acquisition of betterment is, is, is a thing that I, I hold dearly. So I'm, uh, I'm working towards that to just being better in general. Um, but at the same time, being better also includes being there for my kids after school and, well, after uh, I get off work and they've been driving my oldest son crazy in the old day and what have you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, so what, what is kind of your history with running? Like, have you always been a runner? Uh, did you just now start it? Did you have any, like, have you ever used it for weight loss? What's the, yeah. what's the deal? Okay. So I used to be a fat fucker. Okay, big five. Like I'm thick, I'm thick now, like with the triple C on it. But, um, but I uh, when I first started, I was about five six. I was about two thirty five, two forty, uh, depending on you know how much I ate that day. And then um, I had no muscle, so no muscle with that body weight at that height is obese. Okay. Yeah. Um, and. I, uh, you know, I was like, I'm gonna start running. Cause you know, this is, this is before, um, this is a short period of time in my life where I was not on drugs and I just ate everything in the fucking world. And I was working construction, but it was not manning me up and I was not getting cut in like everybody else. Cause I guess I just have a predisposition to be chubby as fuck. So, uh, 
you know, I know at this point, I know nothing about fitness. I'm just like, oh, you want to get skinny, go fucking run, which is not right. exactly true. It, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, you burn calories running, but it's not the end all beat off. You want to get skinny. No, uh, no. So I started running, but I'm so fat and out of shape at this point. I fucking blew out my goddamn knee. And then I realized that there's a, a gym about a mile up the road and I could walk there because I could walk all fucking day. So I, cause I did a walk all day, packing forms around the job site. So anyway, I walked in my ass, happy ass and got on this elliptical, which isn't running, but if you're really fat, it takes that, that boom crack off your, uh, off your joints. And I just got on that elliptical 24 seven. And then, uh, well, I for an hour every day or 30 minutes to 90 minutes every, every single day. And that, you know, and that got me in the gym. That got me into this uh, fitness path that I'm, I've been on for quite some time now. But, uh, yeah, so that, then I got, I lost enough weight to where I was just like on some of my force gump bullshit where I'm just like, I'm, if I'm going somewhere, I'm running because, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I was about that running life. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd do a bro split and I'd run a little bit every day in uh, eastern Washington, where it's similar to where the climate you live now, where it's fucking hot in the summer. It's like, you know, in the winter, it's fucking cold. So, um, yeah. So that, that's kind of my history with running. And then uh, by the time David Goggins' book came out, You Can't Hurt Me, I got, you know, I got my, um, my vagina was a little wet for some marathon running by the provided. Uh, you know, so I took, I took on some of that running. I ran a little bit uh, when I first moved out to to the western side of the state out of pretty much sheer boredom because uh, the town I lived in was, you know, a, a Bloomington, Mississippi kind of town. But I had a, a job that was provided to me that I needed. Um, so, you know, I was running part of the Pacific Crest Trail pretty regularly, but I didn't know anything about running other than to just put one foot in front of the other and put on some gangster rap and handle it. You know, and I, I didn't really look into any kind of training, so I just I just run into run, and so that's pretty much encompasses everything up till now. And now it's like I'm really trying to uh, do a training block with progressive overload and uh, become better at it. Uh, you know, and not reinvent the wheel. You know, I found my own little things that help me mentally. Uh, you know, the right song, the right motivational uh, speech that's on my uh, earphones while I'm running can can change my pace. And knowing that, and knowing when to time that to uh, for per hill, like you know, you get that eye of the tiger on a hill or something like that. You know, like there's little shit, or you know, even just knowing that how when you need to slow down and uh, and get your heart rate under control. You know, just little things that you'll start picking up as you get ingrained in the running deal. But, um, you know, uh, people that run with me before would be like, man, you take a lot of small fucking steps. And it, that's when it was right. You know, I'm like, uh, my significant other, she used to run cross country and, uh, she does not really engage with that now, but she took a job with me and was like, man, your form fucking sucks. You learn a lot like really quick starting out running. It's like, oh shit, like I can change this, I can change that. This yeah. will bring my heart rate down, you know, like <clears throat> changing my stride or changing just breathing through my nose or whatever. Like you just start picking up on little things pretty quickly, man, because I mean, it hurts not to. You know what I mean? You start noticing, yeah. oh man, this sucks. Like, how can I make this suck a little less? You start right. to figure it out. 
Right. And you know, so, uh, what, uh, so what, what program are you using for, uh, your marathon training block? Like where do you find the, uh, the outline I, for it? I, I, there's, I just Googled, uh, basic marathon training block. And then it says, I think it was a hashtag, hashtag dad bod, something that says on the bottom, but me and my office mate at work, uh, printed that bitch off and we've been adhering to it. And, um, I'm seeing results. It's a basic, it's like, if you know about like weight training, it's just pretty much a strict progressive overload. Uh, you know, it gradually gets harder and then it'll cut back in a couple of weeks and then it'll get uh, harder after right. that. And then the week before the event, it's like run three miles, walk two miles, and then you're going to run this marathon. And, uh, and it was like the, let's see looking at it towards the end, like the last month, it's like it builds me up to 20 miles. Then it drops it to nine and then it drops it to eight. And then the last week is like very, very minimal. And, you know, I'll probably take that time to, um, really work on my mobility. So that, cause by that time I'm imagining my, uh, you know, my, uh, my hips and my, my freaking quads and hamstrings are going to be, you know, just tight as ropes. Yeah, um, you're going to, you're definitely going to need that that taper down week beforehand. Cause I mean, I did the same thing. I only probably ran, uh, sub 10 miles, like the week of the marathon. Like I didn't run that much at all. <clears throat> um, yeah. just kind of recovered from all the training and tried to keep limber. And yeah. that was it. Like I didn't push it. I, I let my body recuperate and, and prepare for the marathon. You're, you'll definitely, yeah. I mean, you're going to be more prepared than I was because you'll have done some longer runs before the marathon, but, Either way, that that tapering off week or some some runners even do two weeks of like a slow taper towards the marathon, but that's like super important. You don't want to run, you know, uh, 20 miles the same week that you're going to run 26. You know, yeah, yeah. You don't want to run 20 miles that uh, Saturday, then the next Saturday run 26 when it's just your initial deal. You know, yeah, that's it. and what's the trip is it was two weeks ago. I ran eight miles and I was busted up after that. Like I'm going to be a little tender today, but, um, I finished eight miles today and I surged the last half mile, uh, to dead on sprint the last 10th of a mile on this run. So I'm like, I'm getting better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, what's crazy is, um, those little sprints, like you don't realize it when you're doing it. You know, like you do a little quarter mile sprint at the end of your run or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it, do, it does improve you because that shit really is doing some shit that that slow pace is not doing. And like, <clears throat> sorry, a lot of times uh, the next day you'll really feel it. You're like, damn, what did I do that? Fucking, you know, yeah. why am I feeling so sore and shit? And it's like, oh, right. I did that. I did that tiny little tenth of a mile sprint. It's like, but that, that works completely different, like muscle fibers, you know. Well, yeah, you're getting types. the athletes involved, hella. You know, like you're really, you know, you're doing a full lunge because you're getting that money. It's not the, the crippled old man stride, you know. And I, and, yeah. uh, and, I, and um, yeah, and, and when I'm running my short runs, like, like I'll be, like I'll run early on Saturday so that by, Monday after work, I feel brand fucking new, right? And yeah. then that's, that's going to be like a three or four mile run, and I'm going to get that money. Like, you know, I'm going to get after it. And that's, 
I was started when I started running, I was doing that at like 32, 33 minutes. Now I've been hitting it for 27. Like I ran a, a 27 10 and then I ran a, a, a five miler and then the next day I ran another three miler and I hit it at like 27 30 and that's after the day right after running five miles and that five miles felt challenging but I know that I kept that under 10 mile pace so I ran 10 miles uh, or eight miles this morning at, at 10 minute pace or 10 to 01 is going to be a stickler but um and that's the average pace I was maintaining and um, I, and so I think my goal is to keep that 10 minute pace or get a little faster even throughout the longevity of the race and which should land me in the, in the target zone I'm, I'm shooting for. Yeah. Um, well, look, I do want to do a disclaimer. Uh, Jesse and I are in no mean, by no means professionals at, at, at anything. I mean, but oh, no. running, lifting, um, entrepreneurship, podcasting, we're fucking amateurs at everything. So, um, don't, yeah. uh, you take it for what it's worth. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, we're just kind of sharing what we are learning as we're learning it rather than like saying, like, oh, speaking with some sort of authority on the matter. Oh, um, I will say that one thing that I really learned throughout this process of running longer and longer distances was, um, because at first I was obsessed too with um, trying to get faster and faster all the time, right? Like, oh, I need to, I need to be going faster. This is way too slow, right? But man, when you're running, <clears throat> when you're running a distance like a marathon, yeah, the, the man, the, the key to being able to get in enough training and not be too beat down is to seriously slow down the pace. And this is just shit that I learned from actual, you know, runners and stuff. Like, don't worry about during the training, especially. Because, I mean, it's not the race. It, it's the training. And the training, you want to focus on getting, as, you know, those miles in and making quality miles. But, like, not yeah. killing yourself to do it. Because that, that slow, steady pace, that um, conversational pace, like, if you can have a conversation with someone at the pace that you're running, that's the perfect pace for building endurance. That's what a lot of people call zone two training. Yeah. I don't want to go too deep into the weeds of that because we're just yeah, going to lose people. I learned that in Mark Sisson's book. Uh, he's somewhat controversial at times, but, uh, you know, where you, you know, if you can talk, like, you know, I, I think I called you this morning when I was about halfway through and I was able to talk to you and I was maintaining that pace and yeah. I didn't sound too crazy. I, I, well, actually, I don't know if I did, but uh, since, you know, no, I think that's good. a good pace. That ten minute pace that's a that's a good pace, man. Like and honestly for me that's probably about that zone two. Like right now I can run uh at a at a ten mile or a ten minute per mile pace right now and it's comfortable. I can keep that up for a long long period of time. So yeah. yeah I think that's key to, to training for endurance anyway. Now when it comes to other stuff, there's different ways to train, but I think the most important way to train when you are training for endurance and running long distances is to train at that slower conversational pace. Um, right. If you don't mind, I'll get into my kind of history with running. Yeah. And, do that. Uh, Sorry. I kind of switched gears without uh, letting you share your, uh, no, that's all right. That's cool, man. Because I, I wanted to just, I wanted to throw that disclaimer out there real quick because yeah, like, I don't want to sound better. like, yeah, I didn't want us to be like, yeah, we know what we're talking about. Listen to us. Like we're, we're not like that at all. This is just two, no. two, two friends talking things out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You appear to me a weekend warriors, honestly. There you go. 
Um, so, all right. Basically, my history with running is um, I never really was a runner. I, I played sports like when I was real little. I, I played baseball, and then in, in uh, middle school, high school, I wrestled. Um, so, like the wrestling conditioning was the hardest thing I had ever done. Oh, and, right. and and that that those workouts were basically like if you know what Tabata is, uh, you know, it's just like fucking killing it with uh, repetitive body movements, like super high intensity, you know, in short bouts. And uh, it, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, super intense uh, interval training. Yeah. And that's where I got my first taste of like, man, I like busting my ass. You know what I mean? Like it sucks. And then you feel like a fucking champion afterwards. Like, um, but so I was fat though. I was fat and you know, I was in a, I did track and field in middle school, but I didn't do the track part. I just did the field part. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I threw the heavy ball, the shot put, and I threw the Frisbee, AKA the discus. And that yeah. was it, man. I was, I was, I was a, a chubby boy. So by yeah. the time I hit high school, I was like 70, 80 pounds overweight. And, uh, so I, I was dating this girl when I was like 16. And I, I felt at the time that she was kind of out of my league. Like she was fit and she was kind of popular, you know, and I was not, I was the exact opposite of that. I was overweight and I was smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol. And I was just like, yeah. I was, I was the epitome of not in shape, you know? Yeah. Doing her rat shit with your friend. Right. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, so I made the mistake. And, and in retrospect, maybe it wasn't a mistake, but I made the mistake of reading my girlfriend's diary. Oh, I'm uh, Yeah, yeah. So nobody ever in your life read your wife's or your girlfriend's texts or diaries. You would be oh, fucking hurt. Yeah, you for real. Like, <laughs> just, just think about all you got to do before you go looking into other people's thoughts is think about the shit that you think about, right? Yeah. And I was like, would you want people to hear that? Like, you know what I mean? Okay. My wife's going to hear this, but sometimes I'll be like, this bitch. And I yeah. love her to death, but you know, yeah. in a diary when you're 16, you're probably writing some pretty bold shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You're like, uh, you're not fully yeah. formed as a human yet. And you're just very like, uh, unaware. Very self unaware. So I go into her diary. And, uh, I just had my little fucking heart broken, dude, because she was talking about, she was like, yeah, I really love this guy, but I'm just not physically attracted to him. And I think it might've even gotten worse. Like it might've been like, I'm kind of disgusted by him. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was fucked up. And, and it, it was the final, I had always said I was going to lose the weight. I always said I was going to get in shape, kind of prove everybody wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, but but that was the catalyst to make me really go. You know what? I'm gonna fucking do this shit. Like I, I know I, you're gonna see an attractive motherfucker. Okay, like I, I, you know, you just get that mentality. And and sometimes you hear people say like, don't get in shape for other people or don't you know make it about other people. Well, sometimes, man, that's a, a great starting off point. Sometimes that's what lights yeah. the fire. And so I, I don't discourage yeah. that at all. If somebody's like, man, I'm going to prove this motherfucker wrong. I'm going to show him I can lose the weight. Sometimes you got to learn how to box, stop getting bullied, right? Exactly. So I, uh, 
I did it, man. I just, that was it. That was it. And the way I decided to lose weight, just like you, um, I just, in my head, it's like, oh, if I run a bunch, I'll lose weight. Um, and for me, I mean, I changed my diet too. I quit eating the bullshit and yeah. I started, I started running every single day. I'm like 16 years old, 17 years old. Yeah. And now I just started, you had a head start. Oh yeah. yeah. It was a different time <laughs> period, but we had the same idea. So yeah. I, I start running on this treadmill. Okay. I didn't do much outdoor running a little bit, but I started running on this treadmill, maybe a mile or two a day, but I was consistent every single day. And I realized like as much as it sucked, I loved it because I always felt fantastic afterwards. You get that runner's high, you get that feeling of accomplishment and the weight melted off, man. I lost like seven yeah. pounds in like, uh, a summer. I remember it was the summer between junior and senior year. I came back my senior year. And everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's this fucking skinny dude, man? Oh, I love that. Oh. And, uh, Sorry, I got to yeah. I'm happy for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I kept the weight off basically since then. Um, that's kind of what got me into fitness in general. But then I started switching gears and getting into bodybuilding. And when I did that... Yeah. I, I fell off the cardio train. I'm like, cardio is kind of the enemy. Now I want to build muscle. So, um, God, for the next uh, 10 years, 15 years, man, that's all I did. And I almost had an, uh, an affinity to, uh, you know, uh, I didn't want to do any cardio. And then it started to be like, I made fun of doing cardio, you know? It's like, yeah. Um, but same as you, man. Like last year, I was reading David Goggins' book. And I just realized I was a soft motherfucker. I never did anything that really challenged me. I never did anything that was really hard that made me like callous my mind that, that made me push through mental barriers. And so I started running for that. I started running last year as a mind exercise. It wasn't even about the body. Like I wasn't fat, you know, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to do something I knew I didn't like and I wanted to do it consistently and make myself do something hard. And so that's what I did, man. I started as an exercise and, and mental toughness and I stay consistent with it, stay consistent with it. Slowly got my miles up to where I was running. Yeah. 13, 14 miles. And once I hit that half marathon point uh, earlier this year, probably like January, February, I hit that half marathon point And I was like, dude, I want to know, um, you're a fucking gangster. God damn. It's fucking cold. Where you live. Oh yeah, yeah. It gets cold, man. So oh, we didn't even mention that. I well, I will say this. I used to, in where I used to live in Walla Walla when it's twelve degrees and there's snow on the ground. Yeah, I was getting. Uh, this is when I was into fitness and running, but I was like just uh, starting to lapse into that little uh, opioid addiction where you know mm-hmm. uh, I'm still jacked and stuff, but I'm uh, you know popping a little hydros here and there, a little methadone, right. and. Yeah. Uh, I would run. If it's snowing, I'm like, oh, I got somewhere to go to transport or uh, acquire some drugs. Oh, I am running, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, man. So sometimes I'll say the cold is. I forgot that the cold can kind of be a friend because the sun is oppressive as fuck when you're running. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you. Um, so I'm we should say it. because we didn't really mention it that uh, I forget because we recorded this once before and I forget what we talked about, but we did not mention that uh, you live in Washington state and I live in Ohio. 
So we're quite a distance away from each other. Like we've never met. I think we mentioned that. Um, yeah. But I'm like, but we're pretty far from each other. Different yeah, climates. Like, just for like people who are not familiar with uh, Washington State, uh, if you know where Seattle is, I'm like three hours south of there. So there's a lot of pine trees and a lot of rain and a lot of heroin addicts. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> and I'm in Columbus, Ohio, which it, basically it's, it's the eastern Midwest, and uh, we we get all the seasons uh, for the most yeah. part. Um, we're supposed to get all the seasons. To be honest, lately it's just been fucking hot ass summer and cold ass winter. That's all we get. It's like yeah. switches on and off. But um. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I grew up with on the other side of the mountains over here. It's like, yeah, you get fall, spring, summer, winter. It's a, a temperate, temperate, is that the word? Temperate climate. Here right. it's like, it doesn't snow. It gets cold as hell, but it's just cold as rain. And I'm, I'm worried about that because nothing sucks worse than running in cold rain. Yeah. Uh, well, I will tell you what, this is, this is one thing I have learned. Because I've now run a full year, you know, I've been in the hottest of hot and the coldest of cold. Yeah. And um, you would rather it be cold than hot any fucking day of the week. And what's a perfect running weather? Like perfect is, uh, you know, fifty-five. Yeah, fifties and like overcast, maybe a light drizzle even. You just yeah. you don't want it. You don't want it pouring rain. But, like, the perfect weather for a long run, I ran my marathon, right? Most of it, uh, the first 14, 15 miles was, like, barely, it was it was overcast, thank God, because lately it's been, like, 90 degrees here. And uh, it was overcast, and it was, like, maybe 65 degrees. And uh, it, it was a little bit of a drizzle, a little bit of a sprinkle throughout. But halfway through, I got hit by a fucking monsoon. Like, it, it, it downpoured on my ass. And I ended up running in spongy shoes for the next half. So it was a serious exercise in mental toughness. Because it, it's funny, because it was like once I got to the point I had never been before on my run, <laughs> it got, it got, not, not only is it already going to be the hardest thing I've ever done, but that's when I decided to pour down rain on my ass. And I'm like, well... That's what I did. Like that's why I started this uh, journey. That's why I started running is to build mental toughness. So here we fucking go. And I did. Man, I, I, I busted it out. It fucking hurt. That's something I'm grateful for too. Is that um, I do kind of have the fuck you to the weather uh, mind state like ingrained in me uh, because I used to work construction for, um, this, uh, psychopath, Robert McNichol. He's an awesome guy, but I'm saying, uh, I'm using a psychopath in the most enduring of terms. Uh, and I don't give a, I don't give a damn what the weather's like. We're going to work. Right. And, uh, he's from Portland where it rains constantly and we're doing jobs in Portland and I'm carrying, you know, boards that are, you know, maybe 100, 140 pounds, sometimes two of them. Uh, and throwing them on a trailer for fucking, you know, three hours straight, as fast as you can, in the fucking rain and the mud, and you're slipping. And um, I was the cheapest son of a bitch and never buy good boots. So I was just, you know, I'm used to that torture. And then, so when I, last year, when I tried to take on this running venture for a little bit, uh, there's this part of the Pacific Crest Trail is beautiful, but it's like old uh, tra train track ruts that they ripped out. So 
it is very trenched and it is very drenched. And so you're, you know, it's like you avoid them potholes until you can, and then your feet just gain three pounds. You know what I mean? And a, a very cold three pounds that you're going to carry for the remainder of your run. Right. And, uh, yeah. But, um, you know, you, you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. And so I'm, uh, I'm looking at like October in, in, in Western Washington for this run, unless they have one in Richland, uh, unless they open up for real races, I'll go do this marathon in Richland where it's going to be like, you know, temperate climate in October, which would be gorgeous. But otherwise I'm just going to stack up and do it. If the races are closed, I'm just going to stack up and run, uh, out out uh, north towards the badass mountains for 26.2 miles. Uh, yeah, just, just run the distance. I mean, that's what I had to do. The coronavirus has everything shut down in terms of races and stuff. So my first marathon ever had to be just me running 26.2 miles on a bike trail. Like that's what it was. I wanted to yeah. do one, and um, the way I did it is, is uh, I lined it up with uh, my cousin died last year and i wanted to do something like uh you know in memoriam like do kind of a a memorial thing a hard thing and something him and i had always talked about someday running a marathon so i was like dude this is the perfect time to run that marathon so i did it you know on the anniversary of his death and yeah it it was kind of like it it was a mo like it was a motivating thing. It was like you know it, it made yeah. me want to finish it, and also it kept me going while I was doing it because I'm like this is something him and I always wanted to do together, and I just kind of imagined him there with me. You know what I mean? So it was it was cool, man. It was cool. Damn. That's, yeah, man. That's awesome. But um. Look, I think, man, we can probably wrap this thing up, but let's let people know yeah. what what this uh, what this podcast is going to be. So I figure, like, what we're doing here is each week, probably once a week, we're going to get together and just chat about whatever we want to talk about. So it's not always going to be running. Um, yeah. I should have mentioned this at the beginning because so people don't think it's a running podcast. But, um, you know, everything from, from uh, mostly, mm-hmm. probably mostly betterment, self-improvement, but yeah. it could be anything from, you know, entertainment to, to just uh, bullshitting about our day. Um, I, I just feel like we should come yeah, in here I mean, and share, know, share our journey. It might even be about Tiger King one week or whatever. The you, you know, whatever uh, is tickling our fancy. But it's usually probably going to be centered around uh, the acquisition of betterment and yeah. a little bit, you know, not self-improvement, but improving thine self. Uh, yes. Yeah. You know, we I try to keep things somewhat philosophical, but if some shit happens on the fucking Netflix, it's going to be outrageous. We're probably going to talk about it. Yep. You know, yep. or Amazon Prime or Hulu or whatever the fuck streaming service, you know, inserts there. Uh, right on. But yeah, man, it is so. Uh, me and Brad being long lost brothers. That's what we always called each other because we just clicked and always been active with each other uh, through the internet. And, um, you know, he's a good ass dude. I, uh, I've been uh, lucky enough to have him in my life. Uh, we've, we've shared things more personal than I share with a lot of people that I have, uh, you know, never really met in person. And, um, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, to found a friend that, uh, 
you know, we can we can have this back and forth, and uh, you know, we invite you to share it with us. Yeah, it's cool, man, because uh, you know we have similar—I wouldn't say exactly the same, but similar tasks—and we both have similar uh, plans. So it's cool, like yeah. similar tasks, similar plans for the future. Like we we both have goals, mentally, physically, spiritually, that we want to achieve, and we just kind of build each other up doing that. So. And hopefully right. other people get some inspiration from that along the way. Um, man, if you if anyone wants to follow us on social media, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Real Brett Scott, and Jesse is at Cole with a K, which is K O L L underscore W I D D A underscore K. You can follow him there. Um, or, I mean, if anybody has questions they want us to answer, something like that on the podcast, they can send stuff into a Long Lost Brothers podcast at gmail.com. And, yeah, I think that's about it. All right. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, yeah, we'll talk at you again in about a week. Later. Um,